Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 110. Right now, I'm in the city of East LA at Oblican Park. Am I saying it right, Oblican Park? Obregon. Obregon. Obregon Park. Oh, yeah. All the homeless left. There was a homeless guy here. Now he's over there. That side with the bike. Yeah, uh, the the sun the sun's going up yeah and so he has to keep moving to get the shade bro oh fuck. and it's cold man it's cold i like this park right here this is where we had the 100th episode over here with ceviche joe no father julio trejo louise what's up and um what you gonna call uh who else who else who else who else who else uh Sergio from deuce from la's podcast uh today's guest i have is a stand-up comedian Dodgers fan because I know I'm a Giants, you know. Uh, my boy, uh, Julio Robles, man. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. It. How's everything going, man? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. It's the holidays. Work is, is up there. And then, you know, the shows I've been doing lately have been... I've been real good, so I'm excited. Damn, man. You've been like... How, we got to talk about the Dodgers. What happened with the Dodgers? Ah, oh, man. You know what? It's just a... Uh, all year, he, the moves are done correctly, but come playoff time, you just question some of the stuff that happens, some of the stuff he moves. Uh-huh. I mean, Kershaw should have never been pitching. Uh, Verdugo should have, I don't know what's up with him. He should have been playing. Honestly, with Verdugo in the lineup, I don't think they would have beat us, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. You know, we lost again, mm-hmm. but... Um, I, I hear this year where they're going to spend money, so we'll wait to see what happens. You know, is it? I mean, are they still going to blame it like on Kershaw or Dave Roberts? It'll always be. You know, us Angelino fans. You know, we're always blaming it on somebody, man. You know, uh-huh. from the Lakers to every. Oh, we're going to blame this person. This is whatever. It's, we're always going to blame somebody. Mm-hmm. We just until we finally win one, then we'll be happy. But yeah. um, but it, you know, all this stuff going on right now from the. Uh, 2017 World Series with the Astros supposed to be cheating and this and that. Oh, I didn't hear anything. What happened? Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Major League Baseball is actually um, uh, investigating, like, thoroughly against the Astros where uh, they used a video camera that shot straight down to the catcher throwing the signs and whenever there is a, 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 a curveball or, or, uh, or a fastball, they, they made a sound and you can clearly hear it. You can clearly hear like a banging noise. Uh-huh. They, they, there's video out and everything, like like the the Dodger pitchers are getting ready, they're getting set, and then you hear a pa 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 banging noise, and then bang, home run, or what? or the whistle, or when uh, uh, I don't know what game it was, game three or game four when they were in Houston of the World Series. Yeah, and um, it was Kershaw pitching. The Dodgers were up four zero, and there was runners uh, uh, first and second, and there, I don't know who was I don't know who was hitting. Um, as soon as the, the the catcher gave the sign, you hear a whistle, but the whistle was loud, and everyone was like, "How can you hear that whistle? The whistle so loud like that in the stadium that was loud? You can clearly hear the whistle, and and then and then bam, home run. Next pitcher, Maeda, comes later on in the innings, bases loaded. Same thing. The 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 the, pit, the catcher gives a sign, you hear the whistle, and boom, home run. When the one out, two hit, and they're getting investigated, and and. Um, uh, Yasiel Puig came out also uh, that that year. No, he came out recently, and he said that year when he they started hearing the whistle. Him and Ballinger said, "Do you hear that? You, you hear that all the time when when they when they hit a home run? There's like a like a whistle or a banging noise. You know, there has to be something going on, but nothing was ever said or done. And we lost whatever it is, but they're they're now getting investigated. Some of their old pitchers that used to pitch for them in 2017 came out and said, you know. Yeah, that they were stealing signs throughout the whole World Series. What the heck? Yeah, so, but I mean, it is what they're gonna do, you know. What are they gonna do? I mean, the only thing I can honestly, I can honestly say they're gonna do it is they'll probably strip them from the World Series and put an asterisk. That way, it'll prove to the other teams that you can't be doing this. They have to set an example. Because if they say, "All right, we're just gonna find you this much money, and then you were gonna, you're not gonna be able to, to draft for the next two, three years." Other teams are like, oh, all right, that's fine. Then, you know, that's worth cheating them, you know. So they have to do something drastic, you know. They, I, you know, I don't want them to say, okay, we're going to give it to the Dodgers. No, I, that's, not, that's not what the Dodger fan want. We have won actual one that we've deserved and won, Yeah. you know. But 
Hey, it's 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 getting it's getting getting queer crazy out there, dude. Yeah, man, man. <laughs> well, my Giants we're fucking old as fuck, dude. Hey, you know I respect the the rivalry, the Giants and the yeah. You know, I res- I respect the rivalry, dude. Yeah. Uh, I was I was at Dodger Stadium this year. Um, I forgot what game it was, but it was against the Giants and uh, Bumgarner got rocked. He didn't even last like two innings. Um, and people were booing and blah 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 and, ah, and laughing at my, my. You gotta respect the rivalry, dude. Yeah. Bump Garner is one of the greatest pitchers, uh, you know, postseason yeah. pitchers it was out there. Yeah. I, you know, last year when uh, we were making the run at the end, and you know, um, <clears throat> we were trying to see if we might get to get some trades. Uh, I would really like Bum Bum Garner to have been on our team. Yeah. That would have been one that uh, that would you know that I would want, but yeah, that's what it is. I'm hearing that he's gonna go to. Uh, the, the Braves, I think, I think the Braves are looking at him for this year, next year. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of transition. There's a lot of money. I think we're just gonna start rebuilding and, and just go from yeah. there. Yeah, you know, yeah. you guys got some good young kids, man. Yeah, man, we had some good ones, but man, but with Buster Posey, got to he must play first base because of his back. Yeah, and yeah, because the young catchers like you, you, when they're young and they're hot catchers like Posey was. Yeah, you got to get them out to a, a base, sit mm-hmm. first first base at least because yeah that'll save the bat save save them more give them more years to, to yeah to yeah play, you know yeah um yeah yeah good. we had a run we had a run for those for those three yeah. world series and yeah. uh you know and after that it just that was it yeah. you know we had a good run and i think we lost to the cubs cubs you know they beat us and they had that's when it's like okay it was royals and cubs and you know those teams won world series and stuff yeah. like that but you know, i hope you guys win it next year man oh man we've been saying that forever <laughs> you guys you guys are just you guys are there we're there dude you we're guys always there but it's always a, a move that that happens like oh man that pollock was playing center field throughout the whole playoffs and it should have been verdugo <laughs> Uh, it's it's just it's just some of the stuff that that Roberts does. It's like you gotta question yourself, like why, dude? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Where you know exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, at work, I was at work that that last game that we lost, and as soon as Kershaw went in, I asked one of the employees, "Yeah, this game's over." And they're all, "We're winning, we're winning, yeah." But Kershaw's up. He shouldn't be. Wow. He shouldn't be pitching. Damn. Yeah, we're gonna lose. Watch. <laughs> and sure enough, he struck out. He he struck out the the, the last batter on the. the the first inning he pitched uh-huh. came back that second inning when he came back I knew he shouldn't have came back why are they throwing him back up there and sure enough boom Rendon no Soto and then Rendon and damn home run, home run. that's uh, crazy man well Chinook's like hurry up with the fucking questions man yeah, right? he's like stop with this fucking talk Frank's like give me more give me more <laughs> but the reason why I wanted you on is stuff because the first time I saw you was at the Laugh Factory with Benny Mena on a Sunday with Tanya Estrada, yet you're oh, doing yeah, a scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's me and my girl. We went to, and we saw, we heard you said, "It's like that guy's funny." Man. Yeah, and I heard you said, "I was like, oh." And I started following you like that same night, and we've been we've been like following each other. And then and then when um, I heard you um, didn't know you guys grew up with Chinook and Frank yep. from No Father No Problem and all that stuff. How was that like back in the day? It was crazy, man. It was fun because uh, we always we were never bored, man. For reals? Never bored as kids. <laughs> Never bored as kids. Always, we, we were a tight-knit, man. Tight-knit growing up. Uh, and this is all in the street, like in the neighborhood? In, all in the neighborhood. All what? the street, man. We're always always playing games, playing a, a baseball game, a football game, tag, playing whatever. Yeah. We make up our own games to play, and it, it was a fun growing up as a kid, man, you know? Uh-huh. Damn, man. That was like all the stories of when Frank and Chuck talked about and this... And your brother Eddie Robles, yeah. he was on the podcast, and I didn't even know at the, when I heard like, oh, you're you're related to Alfred, like Alfred Robles and stuff. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, three of us, three of us. <laughs> how come how, how come how come Eddie Robles doesn't do pot, uh, to like do comedy or something? You know what? Um, the story is uh, he's actually the one that got us into comedy. Oh. Yeah. So when we were kids my older brother Eddie was sneaking VHS tapes yeah of Sam Kinison Ronnie Dangerfield uh, just stand up com- comedians period like Carlin anybody mm-hmm. and we would uh, listen to the well we would watch the the, uh, the, the VHS tapes but we watch them real low the volume down uh-huh. because my mom wasn't back then wasn't fluent in English but she knew the cuss words <laughs> so if we would have had it loud, you know, she'd be like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we would listen to it very loud or late at night when my, my mom's asleep. Yeah. We'll watch them. And so, and from there on, we, 
love comedies, comedy movies, anything funny we, we watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, my older brother, Eddie, got married young. I got married young. So Alfred just followed and did his thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing the tour with Fluffy. Yeah, now. he's been working with Fluffy for over, I think, like over 15, 18 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've seen pictures of Rodrigo. They used to be, he used to be working at a security supervisor. Oh, yeah, my brother did a lot of security, man. He, from supermarkets to to uh, Old Navy to uh, Tower Records in Hollywood. Tower Records. Yeah. Tower Records uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, that was, paying, that was my brother's thing. Paying the dues. Yeah. Is it kind of hard, like, you being in your brother's shadow that you know like hey, i want to do my thing and stuff like that um it's not hard because i knew from the get-go right away i made you know i didn't tell myself oh cool i'm gonna make i'm it's gonna be easy for me i'm just gonna tell my brother blah blah, blah that you know he's gonna help me. you know i knew from the get-go i'm gonna do this by myself uh-huh. as long as you know from the get-go what your goal and what your plan is uh-huh. you know and you just have to just work at it on mm-hmm. your own mm-hmm. like at first at first, I never told anybody I was Alfred's brother. Okay. Never. I went on, did my thing. There was a comedian here and there that that before I started comedy that uh, that I really liked, and you know, and I tell them, hey, you know, oh that that, that person, oh yeah, yeah, hey, I'm Alfred's brother. Oh shit, hey, what's up? Cool, because I wanted to, to to get you know get into their head, talk to them. Yeah. But never do, never never went on stage. Oh, I'm Alfred's brother. Never talked to the comedians. You know, oh yeah, you know, I'm Alfred's brother. Never, never did any of that. I wanted, I always wanted to do it on my own. Yeah. I never asked my brother, you know, hey bro, can you put me on a show? Can you do it? He, he, you know. Yeah. He, I knew once I was at a certain stage, um, uh, in the in my comedy where my brother would, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you want to do a spot? You know, yeah, cool. You know, yeah. that's where I'm at now, where he's calling me. Hey, you want to do a spot? Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll do it. You know, I, man. When I heard your set, it it was really, really good. I can relate to it. We'll get to that later, because <laughs> like with my baby mama. <laughs> but it was, I can get. It's it was like catchy, and I get to it as like, dude, this guy is like, I love his, yeah, I love his everything, stuff. Everything, everything that I, I I say on stage is all true. It's all true. I don't make shit up. You know, even comedians, uh, comedians now, like you know, after uh, I say my set. And then we're outside chatting, and mm-hmm. a comedian walk up to me, and they'll tell me, "Hey, so is that true, man? You haven't had sex in four to five years?" Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Not even like a, a groupie, like a comic groupie. <laughs> Where they at? Yeah, point them out to me. Yeah. And I'm all, I'm all yeah, damn. And, I, and then I tell them, "Dude, did you hear my set? You know what part of my set thinks that I'm fuckable? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no girl wants to, you know, a lot of got comic guys. They, they." they I've learned from the get-go, they, they change their set depending on the women that are there. They start talking about this and their thing and blah, 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 and mm-hmm. how long they can go. And like, oh, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. girlfriend. They're trying to, you know. Trying to show thing. off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing is just straight, raw, and true, man. Like being a stand-up comedian, do you focus like at someone? So, I mean, people could be hecklers and this or someone's if, doing that. Uh, one time, one, I, I did a show one time and there was a heckler. There was a heckler up front, and he started talking shit. So, and then he said something, and the audience went ooh like that. Uh huh. And then when the audience now gets involved, I have to shut him up. I have to shut him up. So I said, ah, "It's okay, leave him alone. He's just upset because his mom can't afford fake boobs." Oh shit! <laughs> and then the crowd started. Fake boobs. Crowd, yeah, he's just upset because his mom can't afford fake boobs. So and then the crowd started laughing, and from there he shut up. Like okay no okay I'm done so then he shut up and then I went on with my thing so once the you hear them but the crowd won't say nothing but then once the crowd goes ooh that's giving him power like oh see I'm funnier than the comedian so now I'm gonna keep going so that's when you have to shut them up uh-huh. you know at first if you, you hear somebody just chirping and the crowd's not saying anything cool that means the audience is not paying attention to him so I shouldn't pay attention to him I'm just gonna continue but then that that guy the keep saying something and then the audience now hears it and gets involved like ooh now the audience is is listening to him and he says oh yeah I got him I'm gonna keep talking shit and you have to now shut him up before you know it gets out of hand so yeah have you ever had that before like just that one time just that one time that's the one time other than other than that you know it's cause uh, I guess my type of comedy is where I go up and I make fun of myself Mm -hmm. and people wanna hear that you know Mm -hmm. once you start talking about other things and things I do or like you know a lot of comics there's there's a comedian out there who likes to um, 
likes to talk smack to the people. And that I was at a show where he Jeff got, Garcia's. No, <laughs> I was at a show. He got he got socked. Um, oh wow! And then recently, up to, I think it was this, earlier this year, he was doing another show. Somebody threw a bottle at him. What so that that fuck? see that I don't. I was never one one to. To, to, to talk smack to people Maybe like, went above and beyond Yeah, yeah, yeah like he, something really he does bad that. He does that He does that But people think it's funny So he just keeps at it But sometimes, you know People get upset Fuck um, So I I witnessed one I was at one of them Where he got socked And then another one Earlier this year They, they threw mm. a bottle at him mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah See, I'm not really I'm not confrontational Uh-huh You know, a lot of people Oh, let's go do a roast Go do a roast Who am I going to roast, dude? I don't roast myself, dude I'll be on stage And I'll be talking about myself I did a podcast with Rafa And uh, I over there in Chinese theater We did the podcast And he was breaking it down This is what you do in comedy And I was like What the fuck? Like you have this middle And you do You got to break everything down To get from start To jump all the way to now I was like How the fuck do I do that? It looks I mean, when you first started comedy Was it hard? Like, what do I do? No, it was It was so when I first started doing comedy, um, yeah, okay, it was hard. It was hard because you got to get your 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 mind straight too, you know, because mm-hmm. you get start getting nervous, mm-hmm. and then you start mumbling your words. You got to talk clear. You got to slow it down. You mm-hmm. know, if people are going too fast. You got to slow it down. So there's there's a lot from the beginning to to the end. Um, now it's at the point to where um, you just you just got to keep writing, dude. Yeah. Keep writing. You come up with your little premise. And then okay, this could be funny. Now you just add a beginning, you got a middle, you know, mm-hmm. to whatever you're thinking about. Yeah. And then you just the co- thing is constantly keep writing. Luckily, I live with a 17 year old that, uh, geez, <laughs> you know, that's he's giving you shit. Uh. He just gives me stuff to write about, man. He's hilarious. Well, for real, um, he yeah, should be a comedian I live, too. I live, I live with a 17 year old, uh-huh. and um, how's that like? Um, <laughs> like it's it's funny, dude. I, I say a joke to where um, he high school. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't really the type of guy that always wanted something. Uh-huh. Oh, I gotta look a certain way, Dad. I, he was just from hand-me-downs to some of my brother's clothes. You know, he's happy. But this is his sen- senior year. He graduates in June. Uh, I saw there's a change in him, to where now he wants to wear a certain kind of Nikes, and he's asking for certain shoes. And like, uh, you know, I try to give him everything I can. But it's like a single dad And it's tough You know Damn. One time um, He came up to me Dad I need to wear a belt You need a belt Yeah Cool we'll go, to go to Target we we'll go to Target And get you a belt <laughs> No dad I need a Gucci belt What Gucci the belt f- What the <laughs> What do you need a Gucci belt for You know I'm not going to buy you a Gucci belt So then now I, I changed it to where I say now on stage to where, That he's asking me for a belt And I told him Okay we'll go to Target And he says No I need a Gucci belt Gucci belt for what To hold up your Target pants <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I say that on stage, <laughs> you know. And so he gives me little things, and I just kind of reword it and yeah. make it funnier. Man, those shoes are expensive, man. I never had Nike since I was like fourteen. One hundred and fifty bucks, one hundred eighty. I don't want to get um, fucking killed. I have I have something that I'm writing right now because my ex-wife uh, texted me two weeks ago. Uh, my I have an eleven-year-old that still lives with her. Yeah. Uh, she texted me that hey, your eleven-year-old sixth-grade son wears a size nine in men. God damn. Exactly, I'm all t- I text her back. That's my boy. <laughs> so I I kind of write that. I'm trying to make trying to get that to be funny, mm-hmm. and then uh, come back at the end because there's this kid that I work with at the store who I manage. Yeah. Um, cool kid, but he just likes to talk shit. One of those kids that these kids nowadays that work, they're like, they feel like we owe them something. Entitled. They're yeah. They they want something. Not their check is not you know. That check is not like they want something else. It's like, dude, you're working. It's work, you know. They all think that. So he starts talking smack, starts talking shit. Um, one day I told him, "Hey, bro, what size shoe you wear? That's irrelevant to what we're talking about, man." And I'm like, I know. I just want to know what size, what size shoes you wear. I'm like, I wear a size nine. <laughs> a twenty year old, a size nine. So, hey, bro, my son is eleven, dude. He's a sixth grader. He wears a size nine too, dude. If you have any extra shoes you want to give me, <laughs> anything you want to throw away, bro, let me know. So I'm trying to write something to, to that too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just living your life and then catching little things mm-hmm. that happen, mm-hmm. and then just write down write down the idea and then just work on it, write it, 
That's a that's a Rafa was telling me when you write stuff. You have a lot of stories like the stuff that I've been through, like well, like being being like a single father and going yeah, through same, this. Same thing, same same thing like me. It's all like, that stuff. All that stuff. It's 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 funny, dude. It's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to my brother and um, when all this was going on with my personal stuff. Yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. I guess you have notes. I think you. I have a feeling you're gonna get to that later. We'll get to it later. Um, where everything was going on, and then he's like, uh, "Hey, you know what, bro? It's, it's fucked up what happened, mm-hmm. but it's funny." It's fucking funny. You can do it like right five minutes, get on stage somewhere and start working on it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that was that was the first thing I dove right into, dude. Yeah. And 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 it, it's funny, but in a way, you have to learn on how you want it to come up on your set, mm-hmm. how you want to say it. Because mm-hmm. I worked on it for a while, where in it would get some laughs, and then sometimes it won't get no laughs because people. They'd rather feel sorry for you than than it looking at oh, being funny. Yeah, you know, like oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, yeah, yeah. So you have to work it, and now I have it where it's worked in to where you know I say you know a couple things first, and then when I get into it, I say you know oh yeah like you know like I said I haven't had sex in over four years. I was in a long relationship. I lost my wife four years ago. And then I have to hit him right away with I lost her to my son's football coach. <laughs> Bam, because before I would, I would say you know oh I lost my wife four years ago and then I have like a long pause, and people are like they double thinking like oh shit oh wow, but then when you come up with the you hit him with the, the next one they're, they're shocked they're still like oh like you know they're not there's no laugh you know so I say it and then boom real quick I come up with the the second part. And uh, it gets laughs now. It gets laughs. I was shocked when I when when I, when you said that on stage. My girl's mouth was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming. That's what I, everybody everybody gets that. Everybody gets that. The, the, that's what everybody got. The what the fuck? But they're not laughing. Yeah. You know, inside, oh, what the fuck? That's funny. And they're thinking, should I laugh or should I not laugh? Yeah. You know, but I wanted it to, to people to laugh. So now I changed it up to where like I hit it right away. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, um, and it's like a learning curve, man. It's, you gotta, you know, work with your set, mess with it, see what ha- works. You know, like my closer, my closer always, always kills at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just working with your set, getting it, you know, and adding th- things to it. Yeah, yeah. Making it grow. So that's that's good, man. So you grew up in East LA all your life. I grew up in East Los Angeles. I went to Belvedere Junior High right here down the street. Uh huh. Um, when I graduated Belvedere ninth grade, that's when we moved to Montebello. Montebello, okay. Yeah. So I went to Montebello uh, to a brewery over there. It's an Angry Horse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Went over there, and then there's another one in B- uh, brewery in P- uh, Pico Rivera, uh, brewery here. That's oh, where's new, that at? Somewhere in Pico Rivera by Montebello. It's a new brewery just opened up. I seen that the Angry Horse on Whittier, right? Yeah. Yeah, I seen that one. I went there one time with a whole bunch of bikers, and I was waiting for some friends. And they're like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" Oh. Came and wearing my like, "How are you down sweats?" Like, "Who the fuck's this nerd?" Oh. <laughs> you know, bikers there or what? Yeah, I won't. I won't mention the name, but it starts with the M. <laughs> and there was a lot because it was a Raiders game. It was over, oh, so yeah. you could tell they were pissed off because they lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was a. Uh, yeah, like, so you lived in East L.A., Montebello, then... What high school did you go to? Montebello. Montebello? How was that, like, school. back in the day? It was cool, man, because it was open campus. What year, what year did you graduate? I graduated in 92. Oh, you were in the lowrider days. Like, my God, those were, like, the golden ages. Yeah, 92, The, bro. the was, it, was it still rave, like, rave parties, kickback parties still? Oh, rave parties were on hit, dude. We used to, uh, we used to go to um, in downtown, but you, we would have to do, like, three different stops. To really? get the actual address Really? Yeah, it was one of those To where we'll go to one gas station And we gotta look for this one person And then you look them up Tell them, say the magic word Then, okay, go to the, over here They give you another address Then we go to this guy Go to this address And then they say Say the magic word again And then, okay, go to this Go over here Alright, cool Then we go over there And then uh, the last place And then the guy tells us Okay, this is where it's gonna be You know, here's the address Here's the flyer Because of the cops and all yeah. that stuff yeah, and then we go to a where that downtown abandoned warehouse, fucking lit up, neon, everything, dude. Go go it's girls. On, on, dude. Oh my god, those are the on. those are the days. Yeah. Like they had the rebels, the bikers, yeah, they had the go go girls, yeah. the ravers. Yeah. Like it's just everyone with the chains. You got gangs. You just got mixtures everything, of everything. Everything, and it's funny because uh, uh, the kids, the kids nowadays where I, where I work for, where I work at. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, dude, I need I need I need July this 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 off. Ah, you're going to EDC. 
Oh yeah, fucking rave, man. This and that, man. You guys don't know what raves are, dude. Hell no. That's all commercialized now, and raves were back in the day. You know, in the you deserts. never rave. In the oh, deserts. Yeah. I went to a couple of raves up in the desert. I saw some some weird stuff. I saw some orgies up in yeah. there. I saw like some of my friends like hooking up with. It was just. I'll never forget it, man. I was on ecstasy. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. It was crazy, man. It was hot. Be hydrated. But going to those uh, those those part of ditchy parties, man, you used to be raided by cops, you know? Sometimes there'll be narcs like, who look like kids at school. This was back it up north and shit like that. It was crazy back then. Yeah. But uh, those were the good old days. Right. The lowrider go, you know, the lowrider shows at the Coliseum and saw that. That was. Yeah, the, the sports arena. Yeah. Sports arena. All that stuff. My older brother used to go to those and he used to take pictures. Uh huh. And then I, rem- I remember he'll, he'll uh, do a nice little. Uh, 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 Photo, a photo book. Yeah. With all the pictures he he took, and then when he'd be gone, I would sneak in, sneak in, check him out, cause most of the chicks weren't wearing underwear. Oh fuck yeah. So there'd be like on on the on the on the cars and this and that. He'll take pictures and oh look at that. <laughs> I'll be looking at oh shit look at There's that. There's a whole bunch of girls <laughs> that wet t-shirt contest. My dad took me one time to the Coliseum Sports Arena. They had like a wet t-shirt contest. Oh, man. And that was the same day they were making a music video, Master Race. Oh, okay. I was born in the world. That one, I was like, oh, shit. It was, there were so many girls. It was like lowriders. Like, man, what do I fucking do? It's like going to a candy store. Yeah. You know, but now you see those girls down. They're like all our old and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back in the day, uh, I used to go with my cousins to go cruising in Whittier. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And I felt bad. And uh, I was like, man, he's like, who invited who this little kid here? I was little at the time. Yeah. Then we go to Santa Fe Springs for the 4th of July. And it was like, all oh, just packed, man. Yeah, there was uh, over here on in, in East LA off of uh, 3rd. Mm-hmm. Off of, the, you know, where Beverly and 3rd Street and all that hit? Yeah, I have to see. I have to, I have to think about it, yeah. That was a spot back in Saturday nights. That mm-hmm. was, everybody would park there and then... Mm-hmm. Um, and then the music would be loud and chicks would be walking by. People would just be drinking and this and that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that was a spot there, dude. And mm-hmm. Be some fun times, man. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good places to eat over here, huh? Like a lot of good stuff? A lot of good places. A lot of good places. A lot of them had changed, but mm-hmm. growing up, there's, there was a lot. And there still are, dude. And yeah. it keeps growing, too. It keeps growing. Chinook was talking about that uh, when, you, when you look at certain houses, they, they, you can say, oh, that used to be a bar. That used to be a bar. There used to be like a whole bunch of bars in East yeah. LA. Right. I was like, really? It's yeah. like, yeah, there was a whole bunch. Like, every every little street or whatever was a bar. There was a bar. There was little yeah. hangouts. Yeah. I was like, what happened? It was like, well, it just... Yeah, it just stopped. It stopped, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has uh, changed. Mm-hmm. It's changed. You know? <laughs> but uh, maybe a lot, of, a lot of the stuff, the cops pulled it down because then they start selling drugs out of there. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. How was the, how was like how was the life with uh, with Frank and Chinook and those guys? Oh man, it was hilarious. Frank was always funny, man. For us, Frank was always, so it didn't really surprise me when uh, it didn't really surprise me when he said uh, that uh, he was gonna try to do comedy. And I'm, uh, yeah, you know, he was always funny. Chinook, that would have been surprising. Yeah, I'm gonna do comedy. My what the fuck? <laughs> that yeah. would have been funny. Chinook is more like the quiet. He's more observant. Uh-huh. You know, you know. But Frank is always the the, the funny one, dude. He was always a funny one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he would always have his own stories, his own jokes. Uh, got when we were yeah. growing up, and mm-hmm. so that was that wasn't surprising. Yeah, because I, I the reason why because when your brother offered when he started the podcast called "You Don't Care Bro Podcast," mm-hmm. I started listening to it. And he said, "Hey, Megan, man, check out this podcast. You know, see what you like and everything." And he That's one of the episodes He brought all his Childhood friends Like Chinook, Frank A whole bunch It was a good ass episode And they did it in a part two And everything's like Man this is fucking good I told your brother that Then all of a sudden Like yeah I think they're gonna Start a podcast No no, no father no problem So I quickly Subscribed to it You know And I like what they're It's original Yeah And talk about stories From East LA yeah. That is perfect yeah. And I started hearing The stories with Alfa Robles And getting all these tip, Different types of guests And and when he's just like, oh, yeah, I had Eddie Robles on the podcast. And, oh, I'm going to check out have Julio Robles on the podcast. I was like, when I heard the episode, what the fuck? Yeah. It was deep. Yeah. That was like, fuck, dude. I, if I say shit like that, I would think I would get in trouble. Because it's like, <laughs> my baby mama was one of those, like, fucking those men, mind controls. Oh, yeah. It was, it, was, it was bad. Yeah, and I was told as long as I don't mention her name. I'm yeah. Good. 
Yeah, I know. It's just how was it like? Because like, like how everything is just. I used to be with someone for a long time, then all of a sudden things didn't work out, or I don't know. It just to me now it's like it's like a past. Like I don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just like thank God I'm not with her no more. Right? Yeah. No, I used you know? it. I used my comedy to. to to, to help me out with with my head, yeah, I was was I messed up? It, it was yeah, I was messed up, man. It was, it was bad. I have three boys, you know, three boys with her, and uh, and my oldest, my oldest, and my middle my middle child. He's the one that took it well, the worst because it was him that was that wanted to play the football, and it was his coach, you know. Yeah. So he he feels like you know, like you know, it's his fault and this and that. I remember when all this was going on, and and, and uh, he was like you know kind of sad. I talked to my brother Alfred. We were at my mom's house, and I told Alfred, "Hey, bro, can you help me out and just say something to him? Give him something, you know, pointers like a little advice, something advice. Give him, give him something. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Just say something, dude. Just you know, that way he's he's okay. All right. So he started talking to him. Hey, Chris. So, so what do you do after school, Chris? Nothing. Just go home. You need to copy. You gotta keep your mind occupied. Play like a sport. Play football, cause chicks love football." He told, him, he told him, and I told him, "Oh, why you gotta say that, dude?" Chicks love football. <laughs> why you gotta say that? His mom just left for a football coach. Oh, fuck, man. His mom just left her, his dad for a football coach, and my brother. You gotta be, chicks love football. You gotta play football. Like, <laughs> Not like that, really, bro. You gotta tell him that. Don't say baseball, man. Don't say football. It's like, hey, man, what the fuck? See, see, like. See, like when I said that right now, that's funny. Where I'm gonna keep it in my head and yeah. I gotta write something and get it on stage. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. So, yeah, we worked together for uh, 20 years, married for 18. Wow. Were you guys like high school sweethearts? Yeah. Yeah. Man. I always sometimes I see high school sweethearts. Some stays last forever. Some they don't. Yeah. But yeah. I think in a way, if we be high school sweethearts, when you guys grow up, you just see things different. You guys kind of spread out. Yeah. You know, and everything. That's how I think I was with my 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 first wife, you know, my my ex, and you know, she was kind of like kind of like high school sweethearts, kind of in a way. But when I started getting older, I realized like you're not the one. Yeah. You know, it's just like eh, whatever. It's like I don't give a care if you cheat on me. It's like that. It's just I my I see things different. So, but now with my lady now, it's like I'm I'm in a happy place. Yeah. Because I did this podcast on accident. Because I wanted to vent and have my my, I wanted I wanted to speak up and and speak my mind because I felt like it was wasn't right for people to speak for me. Right. So I wanted to vent. And that's why I, when I started doing the Instagram lives, I was going all like vengeance, like oh fuck you and everything. I was like, well, if you're gonna do that, just start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did, and and it did, it helped me out so much. Right, just like me when I was telling you how I was just doing stand up, it helped me out. Yeah. They had me out to talk about it, get it out of my head. Oh yeah. Uh, at first, you know, there was so much anger. Where to where now it's like I get it. You know, it, you know, mm-hmm. I get it. I, I have no no uh, ill will uh, towards her. Um, I mean, we were married for we were together for a long time. Yeah. And we were busy, dude. We we had three boys, and we were both busy working, trying to make the family happen. Oh and yeah. And then you know she saw something that was different and new to her, and you know fuck it, she went. And too bad it failed. <laughs> it failed. Hey. Too bad it failed. Can on you want to work things out again? Dude, that mm. came a year after. Man. Oh, I'm, uh, I've been there. That I, came I, a year after, and I was like, uh, mm. I'm good. Thank you. My ex was like that, the one I have a daughter with. She's like, he's worked things out. Sorry, you don't make my dick hard no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make it. If it's not up, it's not yeah, the one. Right? It's like that. It's ha- because I don't want to go through that same miracle round again yeah, and stuff yeah, like no, that. And, you know, it's just it's something. It's like, hey, you know what? It, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But at least now I have the podcast. And now I have a lady who supports me and, and all that. And that's like... I always say it is. It's kind of corny, but I feel like to me, podcast saved my life. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, like you're doing comedy yeah. or you know that because I do overnights and hashtag team no sleep because I haven't got sleep yet. No shit. Yeah, I've been a monster. So I just been like binging. I'm hearing podcast episodes. If it's like your episode with no father, no problem, or this or whatever, I'm 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 coming up and I'm learning a lot from like. Like what to do with this And I say Oh I can kind of relate to that Yeah yeah It's like man Well if Julio been through that Like at least I'm not the only one You yeah. know But at least it's something I can relate to It's like yeah, man I know yeah, what I he's you. going through yeah. it's, 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 it's something But it just 
you have to understand because I don't have a Dr. Phil. I don't have this. Like, yeah. you know, like podcast is my Dr. Phil. This is my psychiatrist. Exactly. exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean, same thing with me. Comedy was my thing, dude. And then, and then uh, that helped me out. And then I couldn't get, also, I couldn't get too messed up because uh, my oldest son, he's, he's now 22, my oldest son. Yeah. He, he decided he wanted to live with me. He does. He hasn't spoken to him, his mom ever since the whole thing. Uh huh. He hasn't spoken to his mom. He had, doesn't want nothing to do with his mom. Mm-hmm. So now I have to be there for him and, and watch him. You know, finish him uh, watching him grow. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, um, so then after that, he my middle child came, and then mm-hmm. so it's like I have to constantly make sure these kids are are, are good. And you know, they're not messed up in the head. So I oh, gotta man. make it. You know. Yeah. You know, what their mom did or whatever. You know, my oldest son. You know. Uh, he was the oldest, so he knew right away. Yeah. He could. He knew. He understand. You know, if 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 the coach was there overnight, he knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. You know, my little one or he, you know, they, you know, oh, he's just sleeping now. Uh, yeah. No, there's a there's there's stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And so my oldest son didn't want nothing to do with it. Didn't want no no part of it. He lived with me. Now he lives on his own with his girl. That's you good. Know, so he has a good job and he's been working. So he's good. Yeah. Uh, and then this one came in and and then he's the one that I have to watch a little carefully because he thinks it's his fault because he wanted to play football. You know, he was the one that I was, you know, his coach that where all this happened. So he feels kind of guilty, but I keep telling him it's not your fault, my homie. Everything's good. Yeah. You know, so I try to make, I try to, you know, be there for him as well. You know. Yeah. So yeah. like I don't have time to to. Well, I do now because he's 17 and he tells me, you know, yeah, when you're going to go out or meet somebody, this and that, ah, whenever I, you know, <laughs> soon, soon, whatever, you know. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, times have changed, bro. Times have changed from, from you know, going out in the 90s to, to now is like. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, you used to, like, earn that number. Now it's easy yeah. online, man. Now it's like, you know, let me get that number. <laughs> number, you know, you can friend me. <laughs> yeah, DMs, slide your DMs and shit. I mean, I had so many. St- I mean, when I was single, I was going online. I was because I was shy. I don't know what the I mean, fuck did I do. I'm the same way, dude. What the I'm fuck the do sh- I do? I, I straight from high school, I was with this one person, and now after 20 years later, you got to start over. It's like I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what, you know. So I just, you know, I don't know where to start. Dude. If I go up to a girl, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, yeah, get the fuck away from me, you creep. Yeah, like, we call I was them like, what creepers, the, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, we're creepers. No, I was like, well, well how am I going to do online? Yeah. I was trying to just do this okay Cupid and Tinder. Then it went to PL Web. It was like fucking nonstop sex. Like, when I said, I was like, sucks. Yeah. I, uh, it was funny because that day we were doing the, the podcast with No Problem, No Problem. I was talking to Frankie and I told Frankie, yeah, I think I'm going to do Tinder. I go Tinder, don't do that, bro. And like, why not? Because those girls are all wasted and used up and kids and this and that. I told him, bro, we're in our mid forties, bro. <laughs> what kind of girl are you looking for? You mid forties? Yeah. Looking for someone straight out of high school or what? <laughs> oh man, when I used to go to the POF, the Plenty of Fish, when I was like in my twenty eight, twenty nine. I was and I saw like used to go date and when you when I went back on like before I met my lady like last year or somewhere in the summer and I saw the same girls who were on it forever like oh my god that girl got old she was hot now she's like like 50 wow. I was like because she looked like she oh I was like okay I got I, I just took it off and I was like I don't want to be on it no more I don't want to be that person and all of a sudden I met my lady because at the time we were going out a long time ago, but nine years and we came back together again. I just didn't want to do the online no more. Yeah. I just want something real and something, but it, it just it just happened just right there. You yeah, know? see, that's how mostly we're... I think that's why that's what they tell me. You, you can't force it. It's just going to yeah. be unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, don't, don't look for it. It's going to look for right, you. Right, right, And so I was even fucking looking for that shit. Like, yeah. whatever. And then I was like, okay. I was going through some shit. And she was doing And we just met up. And we clicked. And we've been happily... We have our ups and downs. But that's not a part of the relationship. But I'm happy. As long as she's, like, telling me, like, hey, man, I know you can do the podcast with Julio, man. And she's, like, kick ass. She's like that. Because it's supportive, you know? Yeah. And she said, oh, she said, like, she can't make it because uh, 10 p.m., it's a little too late because of our son. And he said, well, as long as I saw you and Frank, you know, at, when they were over there, I was like, it's all good. But just have a joy because I've never seen Alfa Robles, you know, and I want to have a good time, you know. Because yeah. her is bring some, some DJ over there. Yeah, it's going to be a party, man. It's going to be a party. <laughs> uh, 
I heard uh, from the staff at uh, Ice House that there's actually going to be food. Oh, for real? Yeah, they're, they're good. They're Is it free? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know, but I heard they have turkey set up and all kinds of stuff. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. I'll get some tall cans. I'll drink some in the parking lot. Ah. <laughs> Try to make it old school and all that <laughs> stuff. But I bring so I have some good IPAs. I don't know, but I know no fathers are going to be over there. You're going to be over there. Dude, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm really looking forward. Yeah, and it's man, before it's be Thanksgiving. Night, Oh my god, dude! Good night, man. Good night, dude. I just there's something like everything. Oh, I was gonna tell you, I saw you on your Instagram. Did you see the? You got Disney Plus, right? Yeah. They said the Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think about that? It was kind of weird, like a baby Yoda. Oh, the baby Yoda. Yeah, it was. It was surprising. It was, it was weird, a, huh? I, I, I heard, I you know I I know some stories from that are not part of like the Skywalker Star Wars thing. Uh huh. You know that are in comic books. There's there's other. Uh, aliens that have the the Yoda look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, and I, it was weird that the, you know they made it on that. Uh, so it was gonna be, it's gonna be fun to see uh, where they're going with it. You know, I know. Where, where they're going with this. I, you know, because I know there's other aliens that look like Yoda, and that this the Mandalorian is supposed to happen uh, after Return of the Jedi before Force Awakens. So Yoda, Yoda is already all dead. You know, he's a Force ghost now. So. I'm interested to see, you know, where it is goes. Is this like a clone? I think it's like a clone. No, it's... no, it's a, they're they're Mandalorians, so it's 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 part of like a family. Okay. It's part of a family, uh, and it's funny because uh, episode three there was more that came out. Yeah. And they're all bigger than the other ones, you know. Yeah. Some were big, big Mandalorians, and some were smaller. So those can't be cloned because if you clone somebody, they're the same size. Yeah. You know, like like the uh, the, the the clone troopers. Yeah, yeah. You know. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but it's funny, man. And I post, yeah, I posted. It was funny because uh, that first week when that first episode, oh my god, he, he's so cute, little Yoda. And then the second episode, he eats that frog. I'm like, oh, he's gross. He's not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> he's all, all he looks all fucking nice and all that. And ever since I got Disney Plus, man, my 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 kids are like cats, man. They fucking claw and they just don't want to go. They want to leave out the house. They just like we love Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. all they want. I just it it's it's something good, you know, and everything. Yeah, I was it's, like, it's good. I mean, I, I, I'm watching, I'm rewatching the the old Even Stevens shows with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Even Stevens. Yeah, I haven't seen that. No, it's, they're hilarious, man. And it's funny because uh, I've been a Shia LaBeouf fan for a while, uh, and then he went a little a little cuckoo. haywire, a little cuckoo. Yeah. Uh, but he came back recently with those two movies that are out: uh, Peanut Butter Falcon and. Um, Honey Boy. Yeah, yeah. And I just took my son to see Honey Boy a couple weeks uh, a couple weeks ago, and it tells uh, the story of his dad. While while Shia LaBeouf was filming Even Stevens, how the dad would would you know chaperone him on a motorcycle and the way that dad treated him. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like a real story, and it's some crazy stuff he went through. No wonder why he he's a little you know because <laughs> the dad was crazy. Mm-hmm. The dad would uh they would live at a forty dollar uh. $40 a week hotel With a bunch of hookers Yeah That's where he'll live at uh, The dad would rip off His per diem Shia Ch- will They'll give him an envelope And he'll give me Some of that per diem <laughs> The dad would take it from him This guy Yeah The dad would uh, uh, Grow his uh, his weed Off the, the outskirts Off the freeways mm-hmm. He'll grow his weed Right there And then That's where the dad Would go Seed water And he'll go check it out and it's, it's funny dude It's crazy And, and um and that's how Shia LaBeouf grew up, uh-huh. where the dad was just like that, and you can see where he came. He, you know, he was a little cuckoo. You know, it's a great film, man. Great film. There's a lot of good movies he's doing. Uh, but Disney has, you know, I was watching that. Well, Ben Stiller with Heavyweights. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, get out the fucking scale. It's, yeah. it's not even a fucking movie yeah. or Rookie of the Year or Sandlot. Yeah, you those know? are all in there, dude. Because those kids these days, they don't even know what those shows are. Yeah. And the movies are like, what the fuck is this? It sound like, yeah. They try to make a remake of it. It just sucked. Suck, yeah. But no, it's like the baseball. Rookie of the Year is like one of my best movies. Rookie of the Year. Or the, uh, the Invincible. Right. The, the, the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. movie. That's fucking yeah, good. The Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Hey, so with East LA, anything, were, were there any like, like, you almost got got into fights or mischief or shoot drive-bys. Like, how was it back oh, in the always, day? Always, dude. There mm-hmm. was always something going on in our hood. In our hood, on Townsend, the the end of Townsend, it turned into an alley, yeah, an alleyway. And and there's like you know, colors was filmed there. Um, 
bunch of other films were filmed down that alley. Mm -hmm. um, there was always something going on in that alley, dude. You can always sketchy, dude. Mm -hmm. Always sketchy going on. Like under the bridge or like the LA bridge? I mean, uh, the, the, yeah, that was a little further down oh, yeah. a little bit, but yeah, always something there going on. Uh -huh. uh, always, always good. Guns, you can hear guns all the time, you mm -hmm. know. But we always, we always mind our business. Mm -hmm. You know, we always mind our business. We, you know, we stated by, by ourselves. Yeah, like you know, Frank tells a story about him getting uh, <laughs> getting jumped for his uh, Cleveland Brown stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was going to high school, and he was waiting for somebody on the corner, and he's wearing his Cleveland Brown something, and they walk up to him, and hey, you know, oh, come on, <laughs> and he had to take it. Same thing with me. Uh, we were walking straight out of uh, junior high school, out of Belvedere. My dad had bought me this nice hat, dude. Uh, Mets from the New York Mets. Yeah, yeah. The old blue with the NY. I yeah, yeah. It's a nice one too. Yeah. Like four blocks, four blocks up, four blocks up. I see like a crew. They're walking this way. My like, fuck! I took my hat out. I told my homie, bro, put this in your backpack, please. Put this in your backpack. Yeah, he put it in his backpack. We cross the street this way to avoid them. Sure enough, two or three of the guys ran across the street and hey, let me have that hat, man. And I'm, uh, what hat? Do we don't have no hat? Yeah, you put it in his backpack. Don't, don't, don't cause any problems because there's a lot of us. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, man. Just give it to him, dude. <laughs> he opened up the backpack and that guy took it. Thanks. He put it on and woohoo. He walked with his homies. My fuck, dude. Now my dad's going to kick my ass when I get old. Fuck. Always, bro. Like that. Like that. Always. They always. Don't... You, couldn't, you couldn't wear anything, bro. You couldn't wear anything nice because you'd be walking from school or somewhere. They'll take that shit from you, dude. Always. Do you think they still do that shit now or not? Nah? They don't. Nah, they nah. Don't. Nah, they, they, they don't. Uh, it, it's, it's calmed down now a bit. Mm -hmm. um, especially now because of cell phones and, you know, all this oh, stuff. All so, the videos. Like, yeah, oh, you videos get... and yeah. just calm down. Now they just come out at night and fuck with you. Yeah. Do you see, like, now, like, I mean, I have a lot of, I mean, a lot of my guests are from East L.A. They represent East L.A. fucking hard to the fullest. But I always talk about the gentrification what goes on east la when like all the the stuff is it is it kind of weird like reminisce like it's not there no more is it changing too much well you know what honestly bro um because of everything you know that the cholos took <laughs> my shoes or hats or whatever uh, -huh. uh i'm kind of glad of the change because even though i don't live here anymore my mom used to you know she used to live here at the end it was safe for her for her to walk to the market and come back. There was a couple times where my mom as well too got mugged. Why? And yeah, they, they they didn't give a they didn't give a fuck who it was, dude. Fuck. They didn't give they 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 take my mom's money, you know, her bus tokens, you know, and, and my mom I get home from school, mom, está bien, no, mijo, qué pasó, oh, no pues me robaron, me quitaron mi bolsera. Ah, oh, damn, fucking cholos, dude. And it always happened. It always happened, dude. Mm -hmm. And you know, and those are the ones that that that. You know, they get kicked out and gentrification comes and this and this and that. Yeah. You know, it is what it is, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Do I hate it? Uh, it changes the... the It changes the, the, the city a bit because now it's not the same. But it changes sometimes for good to where now my mom feels safe to walk down the street. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. She's not going to get mugged or, you yeah. know, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it sucks. It's like like for you guys when you guys were little, you guys would play outside. For now with kids, no, you stay inside. Oh yeah. He's like yeah. no no no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know he's like I'll be back I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> he does not like that. No, you know the lights up. Oh that's that's that time. You yeah. know. Now it's hard. It's, it's like hard. how are they gonna make friends? How are they gonna feel like getting to mischief or have the little kids? You know and everything. It's yeah. it, it ah, fuck. Kids are really gonna be fucked, man. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy, dude. But yeah, I remember we would, we would, we can get up early and be on the street all day, and we would just be right there in our block, either riding skateboards, riding bikes, bikes, you know, playing whatever. And then when the light comes comes up, you know, some of us will, will still be outside and wait for Yamitense for all right. We gotta go. We go inside, you know. And every day, same thing. Next day, same thing. You know. Those because I come here a lot, like whatever. Because you guys talk about these these good uh, food places to go, or coffee, or little breweries and stuff. But I think feel like the only city that doesn't like the gentrification is like Boyle Heights. Yeah, they don't like to be like we're not East LA, we're Boyle Heights. Yeah, I was like, ooh, you know, I see a lot of uh, hipsters and people from Baltimore moving over here trying to get a little piece of East Los. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, why? Because it, well, it's 
it's East Lel, it's it's everything. Yeah. You know, it's like we see everything. But with Long Beach, it, we always come to East LA because you guys have the bombest food. Yeah. It's like the way how he talks about like I get fucking hungry, dude. Yeah, no, the food even out that way more. It's 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 good, dude. It, I mean. Mm-hmm. There's a tacos place that uh, even these guys here hook, hook me on. Uh-huh. There's a media place uh-huh. on the weekends. Oh, man, that place is good, dude. Even Every once in a while, I tell my mom, let's go get some tacos in the morning. And <laughs> we go right there to that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's always been the food, man. Mm-hmm. The food from El Tepeyac to, to everything, dude. Mm-hmm. That's badass, man. So, we're almost getting to the end and stuff because I know, like, I gotta go back and take care of Emiliano, my son, and everything. But, um, do you have, like, for now, with you doing stand up and everything, like, are you in it for the long haul? Like, you in it just, like, fuck, I'm just gonna get my name out there? Because they see a lot of Kabeels just start doing podcasts now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. Uh huh. Um, I personally wish I had more time to do comedy. Uh huh. You know, because a lot of comedians, they, they, they do Uber mm-hmm. or, they, they, you know, they live, you know, with moms or they don't really have to, you know. I, I noticed they, that. They pay, you know. It's like if you're going to be a comedian, you got to be comedian full time, full time. Yeah, you got to be. And then they hate it. They hate it when a comic says, oh, I'm a part time comic. And comics hate it because, oh. When you always like, you say, you say you're a part time comic? Yeah, now, I don't say that. That I'm a, Because I've, I've heard people say it and they get their, their they get yelled at because, oh, see, you're just a part time comic. You're taking spots from comics that are full time, and you know, you know, they deserve it more because they're they're hustling every day. You only do it whenever you want, so that's a part time comic. You know, they be funnier. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't. You know, the 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 gigs I, I I book. You know, hey, can you do my show? I'm like, yeah, I'll do your show. You know, they come up to me. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, I I, I go to shows and I hang out. To, to, to network and, and you know talk to com- new comedians and see what they have going on maybe they can, I can get put on a show or not but comics older comics they hate it when a comic says that they're a part time comic Fuck so I don't say I'm a part time comic I'm gonna say I'm a comic I just wish I had more time to do it cause I have a you know a 17 year old at home yeah. I gotta pay rent you know I gotta, gotta hustle somehow. I gotta hustle I have to have a I job get it. you know a lot of comics you know they live with their parents or they Uber so that's their little income and they live, they, they rent a room somewhere, you know, which, which I wish I can do. But like I said, I have, you know, I got him. Family comes first. You know, like, yeah, you're, him, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're going to get there, dude. Yeah, like, oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, with, with comedy, honestly, from what I've seen and what I've noticed, um, it's not how much work you put into, it's you going up one night and there's somebody there, you get lucky and there was somebody there. Who's watching that sees you. you and talks to you at the end? Hey, that's all I see. I mean, I, I can. There's comics that have been doing it for years and haven't gotten that break, and right now they're 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 bitter. They're like, you hear? How's this? I hear everyone. I hear it all the time. You know? Oh, you know? Oh, he's only getting that because of his brother. Uh huh. Oh, he's there only. He's going to Sacramento only because his brother. You know? I hear it all the time. I ignore it. Uh huh. Whatever, dude. Because I knew that I never threw his name out. I never. I. I did bars. I did iguanas in Pico Rivera. I did iguanas for four months straight, dude. Every weekend. My boy Sebastian would be like, hey, you want to do iguanas? Cool. Sebastian Santina? Uh, hey, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he was, hey, bro, you want to come iguanas? Boom. Every weekend. Every weekend for four months straight, dude. To where uh, to where when I was posting my shows up, uh, I, I always say my residency. <laughs> I'm doing my residency at iguanas this weekend. Come down. And so those, and that crowd sometimes is rowdy, bro. Rowdy, rowdy. Especially when you're trying to do comedy in the middle of a fight or a middle of a game, and you gotta, you gotta do it, dude. That puts you in, in kind of like little things where it's like, whoa, if there's a fight, I, I know how to do this. Yeah, and this. yeah. You get so, more and, reps and more experience. Yeah. So the they're saying that if you can, if you can kill at a rowdy bar place and this and that, then you're gonna do good over here at the the comedy clubs. And so I did it for. Four months straight, dude. Every weekend, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday. For four months straight, <laughs> all right there, iguanas, iguanas, iguanas. Uh-huh. And then you know, uh, I did a couple open mics in Boyle Heights, you know, stuff out, out in the IE. To to now, you know, it's like you know, wherever you know, wherever I can go. Yeah. I, I try to go, but like most of the time, it's like you know, I have a 17 year at home. I gotta work. Uh, recently, the past two years, come playoff time, like I'm not available from the end of September. 
to like the beginning of November. Busy. Uh, busy because of work, you know. And then uh, this summer it's gonna get even more crazier because uh, the MLB now is going to Nike. So oh, shit. all the majestic uh, jerseys that we have, authentic and replica, we have on sale. We got to get rid of, and we got to figure out, you know, what are we gonna do with the Nike stuff comes in. And so it's like, it's work, man. I got clearances. Gotta, My girl's a right Dodger now. fan. So you yeah, have anything? Right Let now. me we, know. We have fifty percent out, man. Let me know what size or if she has a current player she likes. You know, let me know. Yeah, she wants a friend of Valenzuela, like a jersey. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. He's not part of the Players Association. What? Yeah, so it's hard to get any Fernando stuff. Everything that's out there that that uh, is Fernando, he okays. And, and then they pay him up front. Like all the other rest of the players that are part of the Players Association, they get like cents of the dollar for everything that is sold. But he was a smart one that says, okay, you're going to take that out? Okay, I want half of it now. So they pay him now and then the merchandise is sold so yeah he's a smart one but it sucks because a lot of places don't sell out as well as though oh yeah yeah hey we're gonna take a break right now we're almost done we'll be right back all right we're back on we took a little uh break um we forgot to talk about my girl uh tanya strada tanya strada my sunshine oh my god how'd you meet up with her uh tanya strada was when I first met Tanya, it would be at the Ice House. Mm-hmm. I did a show with uh, my boy Oso. Uh-huh. And um, there was Tanya's friend Monique. Mo- Monique was there. Oh, she was at she was on she was there Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Monique Wednesday. was there and, and Tanya and Monique they were close friends. And uh, I met Tanya in the in the green room at the Ice House. Uh-huh. Uh, she was there supporting Mo- uh, Monique. And so um, I met her there, and then after that, I didn't know who she was. After that, um, uh, we started seeing each other. I come, you know, when you're doing shows here and there, you bump into people yeah, yeah, that yeah. you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So then I started bumping into Tanya, and then uh, uh, you know, from there on, you know, she, you know, we just started talking. She told me her story a bit, and then you know, oh, man, you know, she's a cool, cool. She's straight up. Oh cool, man, she's cool as fuck, man. She's I like. I she mean, keeps I, it real. I, yeah, and. All the times we, we hang out, it's always fun. It's cool, you know. Um, I've always re- re- I have respect, mad mad prop, mad respect for 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 Tanya. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, every now and a while, I, I I you know I text her and, and I talk to her, you know. Um, yeah. There's only certain people that I, I like to um, to text constantly, not constantly like every day, but every other day, mm-hmm. maybe once a week. Yeah, just, yeah. Just to throw in a high. I don't really have a, a lot of friends because uh, I was married for so long, you know. And when you're married for so long, you you lose track of everybody. Yeah, know? yeah. Up until recently, I started talking again to the, the guys from No Father, No Problem. Yeah. So I talk to them, you know, now. But so I try to keep my friends real, real tight and, and small because I don't really have time, you know, for for anything. So that's one of them. Tanya is one of them that yeah. that that I, I would constantly check up on and see no. what's up with her. She'll do the same with me and. And now she's just really cool people, man. Yeah, really that's cool how people. I am too now. Because uh, the more friends you have, the more problems you have. Yeah, and, and not, it's not just problems too, especially with you, because you have a newborn now. Yeah. And I remember when when my newborn is like, you know, um, uh, the women, they they go through like an adjustment period. Postpartum. And yeah. All that. They go through an adjustment period. And, yeah. Um, you need to be there for support and this yeah. and that, you know, and then. Help help out with with the little one and yeah. and so I did I did all I did all that for three of them you know yeah. that was a coincidence because I we talked about that a couple of days because you know I feel like when I told her like I I broke a promise I felt really bad like I promised I'm gonna stop doing the podcast and take a break but I have that thing like what do I do mm-hmm. like I'm so used to doing podcasts like. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I, I got to do a podcast, you know, to stay relevant or stay consistent. Right, right, right. But this is the balance. But, yeah. you know, like I used to do no lie, maybe 15 episodes a month. Wow. And now I only do like four or five, right. you know, just whatever here. If I do two episodes this week, I could put one out once a week right. and stuff like that. But she was like, I just want to, I want to spend more time with you. Yeah. I want us, and I don't want that thing where the podcast is killing my relationship. Right. No, I, I have it. to have a balance. Yeah. Is this that? I think to me, I, 
the podcast keeps me grounded. Right. I'd rather be doing this than, than getting into mischief or doing stupid shit or exactly. or whatever. Yeah. But she knows, like, okay, I know he's like, I got to do something. I, you know, I feel like this is my calling. And I just want her to be happy. I want her to be like, you know, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. Doing this for the kids. So if I'm having you on... You know, like your story will be told, your kids will see, and everyone will know and stuff like that. I'm just, it just, I just, I just want, I just, it keeps me very busy. Right. And that's what I want and everything. But we're taking it one day at a time. Nice, but nice. she's like, hey, hurry up the fuck up yeah. with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she, she likes it. She supports all the way. She just wants me to be happy. Right. And I have to make her happy yeah, too. Exactly. It's uh, once you get to that, that where uh, you have a kid. It's like everything now is halfway, man. Halfway in communication. Yes. Communication and everything you have to yeah. be halfway. I know. I told her after the podcast, I'm going to go home and take care of you. And you can rest and I'll take care of Emiliano because he could be a handful yeah. sometimes. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, I just, like I promise, you know, and everything. So it's hard. Like I just focus on podcasts, work, and, and family. All right. That's all I have to do. Yeah. Craft beers, drinkings. I didn't bring no beers. I'm. I felt <laughs> bad, but I'm. I'm. I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see you. Uh, yeah, we'll hang uh, out, yeah. Man. Well, I just want to say, man, thank you for coming on the thank Mega Man's podcast. Me. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I uh, you're, you're, you're a hustler, bro. I, I see your posts every time, dude. I have to, man. It's, 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 in a good way, hard to ignore. You yeah. Know, your, your stuff. All when you post, all that I have to. Do. And it's, and that's in a good way, man. It's I, like, I do that because. I have I, because I don't have like you know when there's people who have podcasts they have teams like I don't have someone who's helping with my social media and right, this own, I have to do it on my own yeah. but to me I don't want to take advantage of people like hey I'll help you edit no I want to do it myself yeah. because there's people who have a team and it's like oh this person quits we're done with the podcast yeah I know I, I had a podcast me uh, uh, me and a friend of mine it was like a, a nerd podcast and we would just talk about movies coming up you know Anything related to pop culture, we, yeah. we will talk about. But it's it's hard because and then I get into other things and he gets into other things, and then it's hard to to, to you know set a date and then something happens. So I, we stopped doing it for a while. Um, we want to get back to 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 doing something, yeah. But something totally different, yeah. To where we're just either just talking smack to each other or uh -huh. and recording videos. You know, but that that I told him, yeah, recording videos, dude. Again, that's gonna take. We need a set of time where we can go do skits, go do something. That's the thing I and, need and to it's, do. It's it's it's, 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 it's tough, dude, because the timing. It's it because timing. The, because now people want to see. I want to see live. I want to see how you're doing your hand gestures exactly. and this. I want to know what what you're talking. Yeah. You know, that's 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 the next level. I don't. Yeah. I was like, I don't have a home base yet. That's why I'm yeah. doing audio, traveling here and whatever. Yeah, we would uh, we would do it from his garage. So we will set up his garage to make it look like a studio, and we will have props in the garage, and then we will do live, live. But it just, it's just like you know, I started getting to other things. He started getting to other things and trying to meet up. It, mm -hmm. it was, it was tough, dude. Mm -hmm. So we just had to stop. But we're, we're trying to work something to where we can do start some something else. Yeah. We'll see. But you know, I my thing is, is like, I have to have him. I have work and I comedy, dude. I just wanna. Every year, I want to do more than the last year. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 it, this year I did I did a lot of comedy, and I'm gonna I'm glad that next next week we're going to Sacramento. Oh, yeah, I'm doing a show in Sacramento. Hell yeah! So uh, that that's good for me. So now next year, I gotta work on headshots. You know, next year I gotta work on headshots. I'm gonna work more on on kind of like myself, kind of working out, lose the weight. Yeah, and then you know. Let's see what other stories pop up, you know? So, like right now, honestly, I can say I can do a good 15, 20 minutes, but like of stories, you know, to where next year, I want to push the extra 10 to have 30 minutes of solid you know, stand up, you know? You know, I noticed, I, I feel like if I was doing stand up, I was the first one, I feel like one minute turns into eternity. It, it, it's, it's, it's a long time, dude. It's when Fuck. you first start, when I first started, my five minutes last. Seemed like it lasted a good 10, 15 minutes. Dude. Uh huh. And you know, but but is the high after, dude. The high when you're on stage and you get that very first laugh, and then you get off stage and your heart is boom, 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 and you're like pumped up, like oh man, I, you know. And I told I told Frankie about it. You know, it's it's that high, dude. After where you just want to go on to the next stage, you know, and that that's worth it, dude. 
it's oh. worth it. It's that feeling that you've never, you know, never had. You just got to go there because if, like, they, they boo you, okay, whatever, you you can redeem yeah, yourself. Yeah, you, you always, I, I told Frankie, you know, always record, always record your stuff, dude. I always see people with comedians where they have, like, their phone up by the chair. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're recording it. That way they go home and then they, they go through it and they know where the, the laughs are coming. And then if there's no laughs, okay, this didn't get a laugh. Let me see where I can change it. They know what to gotcha. change and what, what to hit. Yeah, okay, because I always see like that look at the time. Oh my God! Yeah. And so I, I won't mention this this comedian like long time ago, but he would look at the time. And was like, what for three minutes? It's like, well, you got thirty minutes. I was like, what am I got? Yeah. So where are you from? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, they start talking to the the crowd because they're out of they're out of their thing. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. They just like. I always want to see like if, of, of a person who who was ever in like a, like. I just lost everything. I got a brain fart. What do I do? Like before, I, before I would never, never start picking on the crowd. I would just concentrate on my thing. Now, where I if I see something funny enough to point out, uh-huh. like a uh, um, summertime. It was summertime. I did a show at the ice house. It was hot as fuck. Oh yeah. It was hot. This guy had a beanie on, and he was sitting right in the front. So I went on stage. I saw him. What's up, bro? It's cold outside. Huh? What your mom say to me? Oh, don't. Cover your ears You're gonna get sick <laughs> well, Dude it's fucking hot out there You're wearing a beanie you know? What did he say? He started laughing Everybody started laughing You know Something like that I'll point out uh-huh. you know, Or where there's a, a guy and a girl On a date And the guy's holding on To the girl's purse uh-huh. It's like another one Like You know Shit. But other than that I don't I don't try to mess With the crowd too much I'm not I'm not the, uh, the uh, You know I don't I don't I don't pursue Like you know Anything like that mm-hmm. I just stick to my Stick to my set and make people laugh and jet, dude. Dang, man. Well, dude, man, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's oh, podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, man. Oh, hell yeah. Any last words, shout outs, anything uh, like that? No, nothing right now. Just uh, if, uh, you guys can go ahead and uh, look me up on Instagram, uh, Jules Rob24, J U L E S R O B24, on Instagram, uh, Julio Robles on Facebook. You know, check out my page. You know, that way you'll see uh, when's my next show. Yeah, well, I'm going to see you uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I got a big show at the Ice House in Pasadena. Hopefully, I see you at the 10 o'clock show. I'll be there. I'll be there at the 10 o'clock show uh, uh, supporting, but I, I'm going to be on stage for the 8 o'clock show. Uh, both shows are sold out, so it's going to be a good time. Man. It's going to be packed over there, Ice House. There's a whole bunch of people, comedians, crazy over there. Well, man, good luck to you. I'm going to see you over there with uh, No Father, No Problem, Alfred Robles, the whole, the whole crew from Islos. Probably I don't know if Sergio's gonna be over there or Julio Trail, but I know for sure I'm gonna be over there. Okay, um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get drunk first at the, at the <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Uh, just rank review on iTunes podcast. You can find my podcast on Google uh, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Anchor, Stitchers, Spotify, and any other platform you can find my podcast. And if you can't find my podcast, just DM me. At the Mega Man's podcast or my personal at Mega Man six nine eight zero. I want to give a shout out uh, to my lady Cynthia, Alex, Gavin, Emiliano, my my daughter Luna, Daddy loves you, and everyone else who listens. And again, Julio Robles, man, thank you for coming thank on the Mega Man's me. podcast, man. It. We're out, man. Later, guys. Out.